Episode 159 of A Loaded Couch. Sony doesn't play nice on beer. Kelk owns up to his PS4 mistakes. Xbox have any exclusives? Single player story love from Ubisoft. Single player love from EA. Questions from listeners. Beer. Which plant seed should this bullet poop? Ferns. Ferns. The manhood flying out of my mouth. (laughs) Reach in at your own risk. This This is The Loaded Couch. And we're back with episode 159 of The Loaded Couch. I'm Scotch Hound. And Peg Lake <laughs> And Celtic Fox. Say. All right, Calc, what are you drinking for beer? I guess we all got the memo this week. So uh, we're drinking brown. Uh, we're drinking a brown ale. Uh, you, mine, you didn't get the memo. Mine is actually called brown, and it's from Abbey, Abbey <laughs> du Val du. Uh, it's a Belgian Abbey Ale. Belgian. Yeah, it's an Abbey Ale. It's not a brown ale. You liar. <laughs> he didn't get the memo. That's hilarious. Just because brown's in the name calc doesn't allow yeah. you to just get out of jail free card. <laughs> it's brown all the way through. From Belgium, it's 8%. And how do you say it? Val, Val- Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean. Okay. <laughs> Abbey du Valdieu. Du. Du. All right, Pidge, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the Barracus. A pity fool. Yeah, it has, uh, I guess, a caricature of uh, Mr. T. It's from Noble Ray Brewing Company. It's a BA American Brown Ale. Do you get I don't know it? What the BA stands BA for. BA Barracus? BA Barracus, man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, keep going. Yep. I thought it meant uh, big ass. Well, maybe a big ass American Brown Ale. That could be, that could be a good one, too. He was still in diapers back then, man. <laughs> it's true. Right? I said we weren't singing on this show anymore, didn't I? No, I'm, I'm humming it. Okay. I'm not singing. I'm doing the intro. Where is it out of? It's out of Dallas, Texas, in the country of Dallas, Texas. It's brownie in color and 6.1% alcohol. All right. right. And I'm drinking the uh, Sumatra Mountain Brown from Founders Brewing. Uh, it's an Imperial Brown Ale. It's out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's in a brown bottle, and it's 9% alcohol, and Calc would love the 40 Boom. IBUs. And Calc would love to get that memo next week. <laughs> next week, we're going to do a Belgian Abbey Ale. <laughs> I'll, I'll e-fact you, Calc. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. In beer news, uh, Knee Deep Brewing Company in uh, Auburn, California, has made a Breaking Bad-themed India Pale Ale since 2015 which is the same year that the um uh, a vodka which was based off of the show breaking bad hit the shelves uh so breaking bad or bud sorry which is the uh, knee deeps beer has become a brewery bestseller and it nabbed a bronze for the american ipas in 2016's great american beer festival but sony pictures television one of the show's production companies isn't so pleased with the beer uh, they went ahead and filed a lawsuit with the air against Knee Deep uh, in district court, citing trademark infringement uh, and brand dilution, among other grievances. Uh, I guess they came out and said something along the lines of, uh, 
Simply put, rather than investing the time, effort, and resources necessary to establish their own reputation and identity, Knee Deep has, quote, instead opted to hijack the famous brand identity uh, of the show for its, uh, quote, own intended benefit. It goes on to claim that the beer's label design threatens to erode the value of the show by undermining Sony's continuing ability to attract licensees for such more. It's already off the air and it's on Netflix. Erode the value. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I wanted to kind of ask you guys. I mean, there's, and then um, I guess Knee Deep's uh, owner goes on to say something like um, when they first released the beer back in 2015, uh, there was some correspondences, I guess, that he said he has with Sony saying that they were excited that, you know, he was, they uh, that the company um, enjoyed the show and that they were happy to see that, you know, the brand was kind of pushing something along the lines of, you know, a Breaking Bad, you know, supporting beer. But now they're being sued by Sony for it. So um, what do you think? No merit. I mean, the, the, the label itself is very Breaking Bad. Like they use the uh, periodic table, BRBU kind of things from the, you know, the show itself. And, the cover art has like the desert look and their trademark alien or whatever in a uh, like a biohazard yeah, suit and everything. That, might, but. that may that may be the only grounds they have on it is that they're using similar images to push the brand. But I think if you were just using the wording "Breaking Bud" and it sounds like the well's dried up and Sony's just looking, you oh, know. Here we go. Uh, they, they should. They should, uh, knee deep should make a new beer called sour puss. I'll <laughs> call, call it, uh, in some way, uh, symbolize it towards Sony pictures yeah. because or it'd be like, like, so and why puss. Yeah. Sounds like somebody wants kickbacks. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Hmm. I'm not playing yeah. nice with the beer companies. Uh, you know what? Before we get off of this, too, I wonder if any of this. Oh, and, I'm not going to get off. On and this I wonder if okay. any of it in any way stems back to the actors in some form of royalties where they maybe they're the one that brought up this like initial, you know, like, hey, this brand is still making money off of what we did, but we're not seeing any money from it. So, hey, Sony, go after them. Yeah, three or, years later, or if it like came comes through their agent or something like I mean, that. I mean, they That'd even be... said Knee Deep's like we're not a big brewing company. We're not like yeah. a huge brewery. It's like we're not like going crazy selling this worldwide and trying to live off of the brand. He's like, we got best beer 2016 or best IPA 2016. He's like, the beer is selling itself. We're not. I don't think the label's going ahead and taking too much credit on that point. But... That's what I mean. You know, push comes to shove. Change the label. Come up with something. You know, two fingers snapping some bud in half. And just still call it Breaking Bud and let it, you know, be like, fine, we changed the imagery. You know, go screw yourself. Right, right. Do you think it's just bad news or bad uh, publicity for Sony in that, in that point, then? Yeah, I mean, I think it can, it can be bad publicity for them and good publicity for Knee Deep. Right, yeah. Because like Pigeon would say, any uh, bad publicity is still publicity. Any, yeah, any publicity is good publicity. Right. All right, uh, let's take a break. And we'll be back with Let's Talk Games. Hey, if you want to email us at thelotocouch at gmail.com or tweet us at thelotocouch, maybe we'll send something in return. You can download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. People first, man. People first. Yeah, okay. Let's. Let's. Talk. Talk. Games.
game people first, my ass. People <laughs> are first, and you won't play Sea of Thieves tonight, then. Ooh. I already said I already said we're not playing it. I gave you an offer to play the number one game in the world with a new fifty v fifty mode, and you're like, it's nope. not a backlog game. <laughs> Pigeon, what games did mm. you play this past week? Not Fortnite, tell you that. And not not Sea of Thieves either. Nope, definitely nope. not. Two of the worst games out there. Um, I played God of War three remastered still, and slowly but surely, I think I'm about halfway done. I played a little bit of Cuphead. I'm stuck at the flower boss battle. And it is freaking hard. Are you, you still you enjoying it? it? I've I've taken a break. I'm I have to go back to it though. Yeah. Um and then I played some more golf story on the Switch. I love that game, man. It's so fun. You keep talking it up. I'm gonna have to buy it soon. It's so fun. You don't even have to know golf to play it. It's so fun. It's just you you hit a button. You hit hit it once to go, hit it once for power, then hit it once for accuracy. And it has like a funny storyline too. Right. It's great. So good. And then I played uh I just wanted to shoot some stuff, so I played some Destiny Two Iron Banner oh, for a little bit. You love the Iron Banner stuff. Yeah, we won one in like three minutes. We just rick rolled them and then uh the match later I was left with the bad team and everyone else went on to the good team and I got rick rolled. <laughs> All by yourself? Yeah, it was like so sad. It was like me and then a bunch of the people from the team we kicked ass joined up. Was anybody talking? Reason. No, I don't talk to anybody when I play. Was anybody else talking though? Nope. Oh, okay. I didn't have headphones on, so I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's that's what I played. All right, Cal, how about yourself? I think that's the real reason he won't play Sea of Thieves either is he doesn't want to. Do no, the boring. the possibility of chatting with somebody. It's no, the, it's it's totally the role boring. playing that he can't stand. It yeah. really pissed him off so that I was talking actually, in character. You guys talk to each other in a pirate voice. Sometimes, yeah. Yar, we and have you, to. You guys record it. Yar, we <laughs> should. <laughs> Why don't you stream it? I don't understand. You guys should stream it. Kel, you make fun of me for not playing the most popular games on Earth, and yet you don't stream them one of the most popular games. Why not, Calc? I need that TV real estate. Whatever. <laughs> real estate Nazi over here. Yeah. Um, games I played. I played some more Wolfenstein. I think it's I got not on here. Yeah, I know it's not, but I played it. <laughs> no, um, I think I I got through another level or two. Um, so I'm either at level uh mission seven or eight, I think. Uh I also played some Sea of Thieves with you, Scotchy. Yep. Uh, just do some, you know, again, I find it. I don't know. I I actually relax when I play it. It's uh, we had some I think, halls that you time. You told me you were ready to throw the controller at your TV the one night. No, I was just well. I was getting into that. I think <laughs> now that we've kind of adapted and come up with like some new like ways we would approach people and stuff like that. It's it's relaxing and it's just fun. Like doing this. I I'm actually pretty happy. The skeletons are as tough as they are. A lot of people complain that they're too too tough. Um, I like the challenge. Yeah, there was that one time, uh, Pigeon, you would have appreciated this. <laughs> He's, we're just sitting there on the boat and we're shooting our guns at the damn things. Well, the problem is, is they, um, they were plant-based skeletons. So as soon as they walk into the water, they heal themselves. They're called salad skellies. Yeah. According to In Reddit. real life? Or? According to Reddit, they're nicknamed sa- salad skellies. Yeah, because it's... What does Rare say they are? I don't know. Plant skeletons? Yeah. I don't know. That's what I call them then. Anyway, so we're sitting there firing our guns at him, and I'm like, all right, we're not getting anywhere fast whatsoever. 
So I jump off the boat and I go swimming in. I'm like, all right, Calc, man the cannon. So I go running back onto the island and I'm just running back and forth on the beach. And the skeletons are like, you know, kiting behind me. <laughs> and right. Calc's just, boom, just shooting the cannonballs <laughs> at the things like right behind me. I hear the balls whizzing by going, like as flying behind me. Oh, that's so good. I thought you were yeah. going to say, like, Kelk was like the dude from Spaceballs and, like, hit you and not any other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that happened once. Times. <laughs> yeah, blew me away out into the water and I had to eat a few bananas, but, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I enjoy it. I, I like the slow crawl that we're doing. Um, I can't fathom for the life of me uh, the people that tried to race through to what they thought was the end game, you know, really fast. Yeah, but isn't that when the game starts? It is. It's. It's. I'm trying to think. Um, I guess you would say it's very similar to in Destiny when you hit your what is it when you hit your light level? Like when you go yeah, when you you hit level. yeah when you hit the max and then you open up a new branch of stuff and then um, same with the division. I think we played through levels what one through thirty with your character, and then once you hit thirty, you started getting your gear score. So that's like that opened up a whole other level of things. So, or you yeah, just moved on to your other character. Yeah, so it's... I guess you could say it's that way. When you become the pirate legend, uh, it opens up the whole new cave and the vendor and the the legendary missions and there's like legendary chests and the rewards are supposed to be better and stuff like that. Not but, to spoil anything, I don't know, have you read anything on Reddit about the post-game stuff? I mean, does it even sound fun? No, no, it's... Well, no, it's not anything really much different than what you do in the the initial level and they've they've admitted that i mean i know that's one of the talking points we'll get into a little in a you know a couple minutes but yeah they've admitted that and they're gonna add stuff to it but yeah, i think um, at that point that's kind of where you just go out and <laughs> you start being a pirate You're like screw yeah. it i hit the level that i wanted to hit and i'm just gonna go out and mess with people and it's yeah. a whole lot of pvp game yeah so i enjoy it and i i I, I like the way <laughs> that we've kind of changed the mindset of we kind of don't really trust anybody which i think is the approach you have to have um yeah you try you know, to be nice and it just doesn't work yeah don't you don't you live in the united states <laughs> so you yeah have that mantra already <laughs> and uh also I, I just mentioned it before the division uh i talked about it last episode uh about it just being crisper uh 4k um i went back and played about another hour of it over the week and i played a little bit more today too um it's fun i enjoy it uh is the update that that big a deal have you seen anything new that's like yeah you're sold on the big update no the big update didn't really impress me but it's still a all great the updates game. are in the incursions that we don't play right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's still a great game i i tried the um daily high high value target today um i beat one of the char- named characters but i died trying to take on the actual high value target himself and i'm playing at world tier five which is the hardest level so um I, I did wish I had some backup, but yeah, it's a fun game. How about you, Scott? Phoenix, pick me up. Yeah, I played, exactly. <laughs> I played <Okay>. some. <laughs> uh, still, uh, still kicking around on Forza Horizons three. Um, okay. Taking the old tires, eh? <laughs> yeah, I, I did give up on the uh, finding that road per your um, kind of direction last week, and I just kind of started going. I <laughs> started looking for some of the other uh, the boards, like the XP boards and stuff like that instead. Um, what else was I looking for? I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm toggling through the different, uh, map options now where, you know, instead of having everything on, I'm trying to do some of the newer races that are up that I haven't done yet. Um, you know, 
just doing those types of things. Uh, trying to hit some of the speed cameras. Uh, what else? You know that road is probably sitting back at the first event when you first start the game. I missed you, something right you, off the bat. You probably right? just missed it right away. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, then I played some Sea of Thieves, as Kelk had said, and we had quite the haul uh, that, that last time we played. Yeah, we did. And then uh, played some Destiny 2 with uh, Pigeon. Right? Where we couldn't talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we played, a little, we played on uh, Mercury. Some yeah, missions. exactly. Still just doing that same fun stuff, so... All right, right into some Sony news. Uh, so, Calc misspoke last episode. You're a liar. Uh, God of War 4 launches tonight at 10 Wait, p.m. Wait, it's not God of War 4, is it? It's God of War. Yes, it's the fourth oh, the version of it. Fourth one in the yeah. series. Is it? No, it's not technically. Ghost of Sparta, Chains of Olympus, there was a mobile game, there was a Facebook game. So, yes. Kelk, I think you're wrong again. You're going to apologize <laughs> next week, too. All right. Out Whatever. of the main console games. Anyway, it launches uh, tonight at 10 p.m. That is... Uh, Four, Six minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Eastern Standard Time as we record this. So, not much to say about it other than we hope everybody who's listening has been playing it, and we hope you're enjoying it, and we hope you tell us something about it since it's getting 10 out of 10s from every reviewing company out there. I kind of want to buy it. You're going to buy so, it. So, all right. So, I want um, to, but I got Horizon Zero Dawn on the docket. So, I'm going to throw this out there. <clears throat> I'm, I'm Sorry. not... Not going to be able to get a PS4 Pro anytime soon, even uh, though I could if my car didn't uh, crap out on me. Uh-oh, so, sounds like somebody's getting an uh, income tax return. Yeah, pretty nice one, actually. <laughs> um, you didn't file for an extension? No, it's done. Finished last wow. night. He wow. finished it last night at like 11.58. IRS, if you're listening, check his uh, tax record. I'm pretty sure. 11.58 um, and 67 seconds. So... I think I want to. I think I'm going to start doing this also with like Last of Us and everything. But Scotchy, I'm proposing the possibility I might actually buy God of War, and maybe we get together a couple nights throughout a week or over a couple weekends or something, and we try to do some two or three hour sessions like we did with Rise. Ooh. And uh, I'd like to, you know, check out God of War. That said, um, I did read something on Reddit. It's a little concerning but i guess it's probably somewhat true someone said they're going to play this with their headphones on because they said their ps4 screams like a jet engine um trying to run these like higher graphic games and somebody said even the ps4 pro uh gets really loud with this game i cleaned my original ps4 out and it produced a volume it reduced a noise well sure it's not trying as hard with the fan and stuff yeah it's, so, I mean, my PS4 Pro doesn't it doesn't make that much noise at all. I mean, okay. I haven't really run a really massive or like an intensive graphical game. Okay, so. that so that there that said that's the option. I'm thinking of picking this up and uh, you know coming over to Scotchies or something, getting <laughs> knocking the game. door. I'm sitting here in my underwear. I'm here to play my game. <laughs> <laughs> knock knock. <laughs> Open up. Has got a war tidies on. That's right. Yeah. All right. How's I'll, do the, I'll do the whole Kratos uh, war paint on my face. And... <laughs> Stand at the door with the shirt off. Cover his body and his family's ashes. <laughs> All right. House Marquee uh, is going to announce their next game very soon. Or so their Twitter post says. Uh, Resogun, Alienation, you know, Matter Fall, and next Machinima. Machinima? Makama, I don't, I don't know what. Uh, were their previous hits? 
Uh, they stated a while back uh, that the new game, which is called, I guess, V. Yeah, codename V, I guess. Yeah, will not be an arcade-style shooter like the others in their wheelhouse. Um, thoughts? Pidge? Calc? I know Pidge, Pigeon's a big fan of, like, the twin thumb, or the dual thumbstick shooters like uh, Halo. Yeah, I don't... I remember Rasogun was supposed to be pretty good, but I think these were like more like RPG based. Like you got to upgrade a certain path and stuff like that. And it just, it didn't like Ori. No, Ori was a little different. I don't know. I, know, I remember I one shooter, Ori didn't but... really have much strategy to it. I mean, these games, they do. Well, when Rezogun came out, I think rate, like a launch as a launch and it was like getting 9.5s and everybody said it was like the you know it plays a lot like our type um yeah people were loving it praising it because it it's a side scroller based on like a 3d object which is pretty cool idea um but yeah i don't know anytime a company does something outside of their comfort zone it's interesting and exciting because you want to see how it turns out and you just hope that it turns out good. Well, that's what I was going to yeah. say. Does it put a or lot of stress the on company. the company then? Right, exactly. That's what my thought was. Does it put a lot more stress on the company having to do something like that? Yeah, I mean, I think it yeah, does. Yeah, so. Yeah. So does that make them take longer to do it? or? Well, how many Call of Duties have we seen and stuff like that? I mean. But I'm saying, does it, does it make them, it, does it take longer for that game to release because they polish the, the turd until you can't polish it anymore? I mean, look at... Um... No Man's Sky. I mean, they only did like Joe Dander games. And then they went all in on this game. And Calc's the only one who bought it. They're still Man. polishing the turd, right? <laughs> well, maybe that's a maybe that's a valid comparison though. Like say, you know, even though No Man's Sky kind of fell on its face and fell short for all those like promises that it gave. What if you observe a company from you take a step back and look at what they've done? in in the past and compare what their new attempt is and then compare it in that manner. So if you look at no man's sky versus Joe danger, yeah, I think they probably pulled off something pretty awesome for, you know, who they are and what they're capable of. But right. They just, they just didn't want to be in that wheelhouse. They wanted to try something different. Yeah. And right. Maybe and it was too ambitious for them at the time, but. But I mean, even I wouldn't say it's too ambitious. I, I, I'm going to say I don't think No Man's Sky, it fell flat in comparison to like what well, I guess people were expecting from the promises. And, and if you compare it to games along those lines, not exactly. I just think people over expected for that game. But they're I mean, they developed an, a logarithm. Um, I don't know if I said that right. From an old mathematician. To create like the environments, which oh, the, the procedural never, planet, yeah, 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 it was never heard of before. So I don't know. I think that was kind of ambitious, right? It's almost revolutionary kind of thing, I guess, to a point. And that's the yeah, thing. It's like from an engineer, it, you know. Yeah, and but it it's like, I mean, we say it fell on his face because people are kind of disappointed with the game itself, but maybe it's just the expectations of the players. What? Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It, they're, it's, if they're looking at it through the lens of an industry-wide like measuring stick. Like, where did this get on an, on a, an industry-wide expectation? Yeah, it probably came up really short. But if you look at what that studio is and what they're capable of versus what they've done in the past, yeah, maybe they did take a big step forward. 
Because that's the other thing. I mean, that kind of off topic and kind of getting into a different company, but that kind of also plays into something I, I think along of like where Nintendo ends up being judged in some cases, like with their console releases where people are like, ah, this, this one was fantastic, but this one was a complete failure. And I mean, they're all stepping stones into making the, you know, like at this point, the Wii U was definitely a stepping stone to now making the Switch, which the Switch is like super popular and everybody's touting how great it is, but it couldn't have gotten here without the Wii U being a technical flop. Mm-hmm. So well, I think Wii U was was burdened by the invisible twenty tether? foot tether yeah, to the yeah. console. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I think it, I don't think it just matters to smaller developers. I think it matters to big developers too, because a lot of the big developers have the, you know, take in other other smaller companies to make these games, and if they don't do a good job, they shutter that company, <laughs> right. and it takes a hit on the big company as well. And again, is it the overpush or the oversell kind of like with the high expectations uh, that people put on it? Or yeah, is it the oversell from the company itself saying, oh, we have this great thing, just trying to get the publicity out there? I think, yeah, I, I think it, I think the influence is, it's influenced by the player because it's ultimately upon the consumer to purchase it or not. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean we, we could just say we own the company and, for us and the team making it think the game's amazing but if the players get it and you know like sea of thieves and it sucks then you know it's gonna buy jackass all right microsoft news that guy's an asshole (laughs) 343 has explained some of the uh coming changes set to hit halo master chief collection in the near future uh detailed in the halo waypoint developer update uh the planned changes follow what what was promised late last year and include public fighting flighting flighting sure okay which is essentially uh releasing unfinished builds uh for testing to some members of the master chief collection insider program so like a test server environment but that's called public flighting i guess because you're flying it out okay I don't know. Uh, to be included in these tests, players do not need to own a copy of the Master Chief Collection as it is a standalone download. Um, but owning the game will increase your chances of being selected. That's pretty cool. Like, you get to test the game without having the game. Yeah, it's, well, it's like the alpha. It's a true alpha testing. Yeah, I was going to say, it kind of sounds similar to, like, um, Calc being a huge Sea of Thieves fan but never getting accepted into the alpha test or the alpha testing. <laughs> Because he's lame. <laughs> uh, the, up- the update also explains that the developers have nearly finished what they're dubbing Milestone 5, which includes bug fixes, uh, changes to textures, streaming uh, to quicken load times, user interface updates, and moving matchmaking playlists management from Xbox to 343 servers. Uh, so, why? Yeah, I mean, we kind of dropped off with playing this. Pigeon and I, I think we played this more than Kelk did, right? Yeah, because we were we were going through the campaign. I think we're what halfway done, Halo One. Yeah, but again, we're why playing did we on, stop what, the there? hardest thing. Yes, uh, I was going to say. Part, maybe... part of my French. Sorry, Calc. Part of my French, but fuck Calc. Let's play this. <laughs> I, I was going to say, you jerk. I think um, this just shows that I'm like obviously not a diehard Halo fan because. I took it for what it was, and I thought Master Chief Collection was, you know, was was good value. I mean, you basically got all those games for the cost. Yeah. You know, 
and then, then they add it to or two of the games for free based yeah. on the, the issues they had i just liked you know being able to play a, a remastered version go back and play the old stuff bring back the memories but this game got like a lot of hate you know from the diehards saying it's like broken and there's so many things wrong with it and well it's just impressive it's impressive to see 343 stay committed to it and like try to pretty much rebuild it from the ground up you know three years later and say okay we're gonna fix all this stuff now do you think this could be a games for service option that you like to keep talking about calc where it's as the games continue to age they're going to continue adding the older halos to it Possibly, uh, but to stem off of that, I did hear a rumor. I don't know how true or don't even say the TV series valid it is, but <laughs> I heard Master Chief Collection was going into Game Pass. Oh, okay, yes, it is true. Okay, uh, Undead Labs Zombie Apocalypse Survival Simulator follow or follow up to State of the K two is headed to Xbox One and Microsoft Windows on May twenty second, uh, but the list is supported. Wait, the list of supported distribution services could one day include Steam. So this is this is twofold. One, I'm super excited for this game. The more and more I see of it, it looks awesome. The other thing the that we're thinking is, is... I don't see it, the more and more excited I get. The more and more that <laughs> we keep talking about it. Calc- and I think myself were right that Microsoft needs to buy Steam. Yeah, I think this may have been a big boo-boo to something around E3. Uh, I got a prediction for E3. Nope. Mine first. I'm thinking Microsoft by Steam. Yeah, you jerk. <laughs> That's already been said. <laughs> um, uh, but I think this goes hand in hand with that approach that Microsoft wants to push really hard into PC gaming. And there's no better way to do it than buy Steam. That's probably the best way to do it. Considering that's what? The biggest uh, online library uh, PC gaming Oh yeah, I mean, I, I I wouldn't even say buy Steam. I mean, they're they're going to purchase Valve, is what my thought is. Right. Uh, anyway, so uh, with regards to State of Decay two, uh, due to an error message that appeared during the developer live stream of the game uh, PAX East demo build, uh, which has since been removed from the Undead Labs Twitch archive, uh, it appears support for Valve's gaming platforms is in the works. Yeah. What if there's like a cross platform like? They don't buy them, but there's an agreement where, like, the Windows store folds in with the the Valve Steam. I store think that would be play. almost as big of a win for them. I think because that's my prediction. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think opening the ecosystem to you know because there's a lot of people that were saying that, like, even with Sea of Thieves, are like, well, I'm not going to buy it on the Windows store because I hate Windows, you know, store environment, but I'd buy it on Steam. Right. Well, so who cares if the environment's bad? The game's a game. It does not like it plays any different, right? Yeah, it's not like you have to wait for the C prompt to come up and type in a freaking command anymore. Well, I think the Windows 10 store somehow manages and holds the executable file. Something like that's how Microsoft controls if you have the proper rights to play it. Where like we're used to the old games you used to buy them and download them and you have the exe file the executable it's file the same way as the as the buying digital now you yes. hold your game hostage yeah so the i know microsoft has a lot of like possession control over that license you know that because that was some of the hiccups on day one with sea of thieves was people were trying to play it and launch it but there was some kind of authentication error but 
that is probably part of the reason why people hate it so much. But yeah, I think it's a win-win. I mean, if this thing becomes cross-play, that's a huge announcement. If they buy them, it's a huge announcement. I mean, I think there's something to this little accident that happened. Hmm. All right, since Pigeon loves it so much, it's been just over three weeks since we, uh, the launch of Sea of Thieves. Pigeon, stop, uh-huh. don't don't get too excited. And a lot has happened since then. Uh, we've been listening to um, everybody talking about it, and uh, we want to know uh, <clears throat> how they plan to grow the Sea of Thieves. I mean, we've been talking about it. Pigeon's been saying that it's kind of a lacking game and they're not really planning for any additional content. And Kelk and I are saying that, you know, we're already, what, 40 hours in? At least. I mean... It- and we've gotten our money's worth, but... Um, yeah. Like I, th- said, I think launch it's... Has just started and it's going to evolve, but... Is it the right time to reveal how much so? I mean, I know that there was a, what, a tweet? Or was this an actual comment out from them? Yeah, well, I'll summarize it real quick for everybody since this seems to be my wheelhouse. And I am I am the fan. Make boy. it short. Yes. Um, so they came out with a roadmap video um, basically explaining what's going to happen starting in May through summer through fall into winter. Um, they've kind of acknowledged, they've acknowledged the... I guess perceived lack of content only because I, I think this goes back to what we were just talking about. Like if a game falls short and fails, is it because of the company itself actually failed trying to do what they were setting out to do? Or did it fail in the eyes of the market and the consumers because they're imagining it to be something else that it is not intended to be. Well, Destiny 2's case, that's the company's fault, I think. Yeah. But I also think so, it has something to do with whoever the marketing company is for them kind of wrongly explaining no, I mean, it to the you, public. If you capitalize on Destiny 1 to make it the same in Destiny 2, you're good, but they didn't. Yeah, but they also they had good away. they had a huge sales pitch out there saying that it was a brand new game and there were so many new things that were coming out and it was just going to be this, you know, big update and everything else and it definitely wasn't like a okay we have this minor thing that we're doing that we're improving the, upon like the old game that you guys are really fun or having a lot of fun with already. This was sold as like a brand new thing. So is that a marketing problem then at that point? Same thing like if people had expectations that Sea of Thieves was going to be something that it didn't end up meeting their expectations. Is that a marketing problem? But I, I don't think it's a marketing problem. No, I, I, don't. I, I think it's, I think it still falls in the eye of the beholder of the, of the user. But I will agree with you, like Scotchy, that Destiny Two was kind of hyped as having much more than it actually fell to have, being just Destiny One Point Five. Well, so is Destiny One. I mean, they chopped that up and sold as DLC for more money. But Sea of Thieves, I'll still argue the fact that they were pretty transparent that it was going to be a, just a sandbox of being a pirate. And it's not about the end game. It's about the journey type of thing. Right. And that's like you've said, we we've probably got 40 to 60 hours into it so far. And I think we're, I just hit uh rank 20 across the board. So I'm 20, 20, 20. Uh, you got to get to 50 to be legend. You're Barbara Walters then, huh? That's right. <laughs> um, I'm having fun with it. I mean, I still find little Easter eggs. I, you know, I still, when I think of like, we're actually pretty good at sailing. We're just not real good at naval combat yet. <laughs> Whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 
the scary I can't wait for Skull and Bones comes out. <laughs> the, the scary part is I've heard that the way the XP behind the scenes, the numbers, the way it works is level 42 is the halfway point. So the grind from zero to 41 is the same XP required to grind from 42 to 50. Ugh. <laughs> so it's like very scary when you hit 40, you have pretty much only just entered the halfway point. Right. Um, so, so back to the topic real quick. They, they gave a roadmap video. They talked about uh, in May, they're going to release the Hungering Deep, which is their first. They finally acknowledge they're going to bring AI into the game. Everybody to go to Pigeon's Point, you sail around and it's boring. There's not enough stuff to do. Well, I mean, there's, you know, there's the three merchants, there's skeletons, there's the fort, there's the Kraken. But people say, well, there's still not enough to do. Well, they finally acknowledge they're going to bring some AI things into the game. So, Where's my ghost ships? So the first one's called The Hungering Deep. The second one is The Ghost Sails, I think. So there's your ghost ship, possibly. Um, the Flying Dutchman, something crazy. I don't know. Curse sales. Cursed sales. Yeah, the curse sales. But the cool part is, like, in between all this now, they finally have also said they're going to push every week there's going to be a... There's going to be new content rolled out weekly that stays permanent into the game forever. But rather than just put it into the patch notes and say, hey, here's cursed cannonballs, you know, that we put into this patch, they're going to introduce it as part of one of those weekly events. So that once you experience it, it's part of your story, part of the lore, part of like the good times you had with your friends. But then after that event ends for the week, it's now a mechanic that's in the game forever. Hmm. So that's, that's, a, cool. that's a pretty cool way to approach it. Like to so roll one thing's good about this game. <laughs> hey, Calc, I got um, a question. Yeah. In the, um, the game's launch kind of preview, they showed like when you were swimming down, looking through like the wreckage and stuff for buried treasure or whatever, mm-hmm. that you were swimming down kind of like to the, uh, the ocean bottom. And you could see like seaweed and then there was a boat and there was like something that was glimmering down in there. I haven't seen that yet. I did. Um, actually, today, I think I sent you guys a picture. I found an island that's not on the map. And it's, I think, Scotchy, we might have hit this in the beta or something. If you, if you find an island that's not on the map, does it, um, does it show up on your map then? No, you just have to keep like make a note or keep... Because it, it's the map grid has like A through Z and one through twenty six or whatever. Can you plant so a flag you, in it and name it Kelksland? Yeah, exactly. So like you know how like you like Assassin's Creed, like when you go to a tower, you unlock that area, like you found it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, and then it becomes part of the map. Now this is like just a an off the map type of little cluster of like pieces of land, and in the middle of it is a cove, and there's wreckage of a ship. And then as you dive through the wreckage of the ship, there's a whole underwater reef with cave systems. Oh, and you can, you can swim through the caves and all that. They acknowledged this in the roadmap video. They said there, there's so many areas and so much of the world that they created. Now it's their job to fill it, to, like, to put in those like weekly missions and those weekly events that are going to make you discover things. So um, they're not improving the map. They're just adding things to... The map that was already created. Yeah, I think there's plenty of map there. I don't think they need to add any more, I guess you would say, land or map. They just need to fill it. But that is, but 
to, to end the conversation, that is the fourth or the third thing they mentioned, the fall and winter. They it's called the something sands. I don't know if it's here in the notes. Um, uh, Forsaken Shores, and they did mention that it will uh, include new islands, and I'm assuming it's probably going to be a new biome. So instead of the three biomes that we have currently, we may be looking at a fourth biome. There's and three biomes besides yeah. sand and water. <laughs> so there's going to be a fourth one, and they said it's going to be heavily like visible around the whole lore and story for what that fourth biome is. So maybe it's like some kind of like haunted lands or something, because supposedly I don't know, Scott, you, have you ever noticed one of the biomes is like very heavy with uh, jungles, like plant life and trees and stuff like that. And there's another biome that's like very rocky, just beachy. Yep. Um, so this fourth one supposedly will have a lot of visual indicators to, to go with the whole story and theme. So hmm. it's there it's, and they've already said they, they had a video come out today too. They're in this long haul. They're talking three, five, 10 years down the road of games as a service like world of Warcraft was. So, uh, I'll just take it slow. I'll enjoy it for what it is. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, while the release window for below is slated for 2018, for Steam and Xbox One, it appears that Below may be making its way to PS4 and Nintendo Switch after all. Uh, according to an interview with Below's director, Chris uh, Petrosky, uh, he suggested it won't be a console exclusive to the Xbox One when asked about which platforms we could see Below on next and if there are plans for a physical edition of the game. I'm going to throw you guys a curveball. You guys answer this because... Does this game does this game doesn't have first party exclusives? Does this game belong on a switch being so tiny? Yes. Yeah, why not? You can plug in and play on your big screen. But Yeah, but you're having the small screen up closer to your face. Like what majority of Switch players actually play it handheld though? Isn't there like a statistic that like almost all Oh, I think everybody plays in handheld mode. I say like 85%. Yeah, so is this like, if you take a great game kind of like Oxenfree that I think is meant, you know, that and, um, you know, those type of games play great on the Switch. But what about this one where the character's like super tiny? Isn't that a concern? I don't think so. Why not? Why isn't it a concern? Yeah. Because I'm holding this the screen up to my face when I play. I'm not holding it, you know, 10 feet away like from a TV. So I think the perspective or the, the ratio is going to be the same. You know, from playing on a TV with a controller back from my TV or from handheld mode to my face, I think the distance and the screen size is going to be equal. Yeah, yeah, this is kind of true because you can hold the phone closer to your face and make it look like a big screen when you're watching a movie if you wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I could tell you the same with, you know, taking pictures and stuff. Was, right, <laughs> if you're a wiener. It's a good thing, though. I, I didn't mean, say that. <laughs> it looks bigger when you hold the phone closer to your face, wait, sweetie. <laughs> Shut up, Richard. <laughs> anyway. All right, uh, moving on. Nintendo News. Wave Race producer Shinya... Shinya, Shinya Takahashi is teasing that Nintendo's jet ski racing franchise may see a revival on Switch. Now, Calc, uh, is this the game that'll make you buy a Switch? 
we're already trying to talk you into the PS4, and God of War is not making you do that, so. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, man. he is going to come to your house in his underwear. Yeah, I, I've, I've. He won't ring the doorbell. God of War! <laughs> Just go chop, chop my door I, I open. I all my, my uh, cards on the table. I, I want a PS4, and I want God of War. So what do you want first? Do you want okay? We're gonna put it down. You want a Switch first or a PS4 first? We already he already said this. He wants a PS4 Pro first. Yeah, I'd say PS4 Pro because he doesn't care about his kids. <laughs> okay, a diamond. <laughs> diamond loves graphics. Uh, am I excited for Wave Racer? No, not as much as I would be for Hydro Thunder. Oh my gosh, both those games are terrible. How about like a new Wave Racer game for your uh, your use with the Connect? <laughs> Next sports, <laughs> sports rival, the jet ski game. But uh, okay. So, what if Wave Race came to Xbox Game Pass? Would you download it? No. Yeah, right. You're a liar. Moving on. Hey, it's. Um, I don't. Maybe I'm not remembering. I'm tired of you flapping your gums being a game. Recalling Wave Race so much, but is is Wave Race like a? Nintendo character type of racing game? No. Like I'm envisioning like how there's um Mario Super Kart. <laughs> Be like Super Mario Wave Race. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like if there was oh, like a Mario Kart Deluxe that went to like Wave Race racing. Oh, you just you just nailed it. The next Mario Kart game is gonna have water levels too. <laughs> like, they already do. On, like hydro. No, you drive underwater. You go under, but I'm saying on. Mm. That's what I'm saying. You're the Your drifting would be like totally changes. different. Like water and air. So instead of going yeah. under, what if you're on the water and you could go airborne? I don't know. That would really have to, they'd have to tweak the crap out It'd of be like uh, the crew driving too. physics. <laughs> yeah. Change, <laughs> changing out tires. <laughs> All right. Dark Souls. Oh, rema- <laughs> is, is, that, is that your new uh, your E3 prediction for Nintendo? Yeah, the crew two feature Mario on the Switch. <laughs> All right, Dark Souls uh, Remastered has been dis- uh, delayed. Sorry, on Switch. Bandai Namco has announced this, saying, uh, "No, they didn't say anything." Oh yeah, they did. They said uh, additionally, the Solaire of Astoria Amiibo is also postponed. What? Good. Makes me get a better chance to reserve it. Isn't that like the little knight character or something? Yeah. Why it's supposed to be like some kind of popular. Stance or something in the game. I don't know. It just looks cool. I want it. It looks like he's trying to sing YMC. Oh, YMC. Exactly. We're missing the uh, firefighter and the policeman. And... <laughs> nice. So I guess it's uh, been pushed back to this coming summer. And the Kelk man. Are you going to. Do you like. I mean, you have any interest in Dark Souls on the Switch? Y- yes. Uh, I, I've been interested because. Uh, oh, crap. We just got the one freebie. What the heck was it? Uh, Bloodborne? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward it's to trying totally that. De- that's more fast-paced than Dark Souls. I know it is, yeah. But um, that's the kind of, I think, the introduction I might need. Because I know I've watched um, yeah. a lot of Dark Souls gameplay, and I know it gets super frustrating. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I am kind of interested in it. And I think this that, I think, could be a fantastic game for the Switch because of the long play options. Yeah. But... Mm. I don't um, know if that's a console I seller. What do you think? Uh, no, it's not a console seller. Is Mario, it a must-have though on the Switch? I uh, a prediction here: Fortnite coming to the Switch console bundle. Heard it here think... first. You're just Nothing blowing else. your load early with uh, our E3, um, you know, 
prediction. Oh, show. I got a whole. Oh, don't worry, I got a whole bunch. Kel has <laughs> like three. It's, it's all like post post Sea of Thieves content. <laughs> Davy Jones skin. Nice. Calling it. <laughs> all right, multi-platform news. Black Ops Four will include a battle royale mode. Of course, it will. Zombies and lack and lack a single-player campaign. And I also heard uh, there was an, some guy, some insider said that the the uh, multiplayer was starting to look like Overwatch multiplayer, and it was it was the playtesters like this is so stupid, like this is not Call of Duty, so they had to scrap it and start over again. They're just hitching a ride on everything that's freaking popular right now, not trying to reinvent anything. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but somewhere. it's the it's the best selling game last year, the Call of Duty. Uh, World War Two was the best-selling game last year. I think I it shows how powerful Fortnite is, though. People crazy. are scared. What happened to PUBG? Fortnite I think they're <laughs> they're clawing to get out of quicksand. And they just unveiled a new map, an under like it's, under cave map. Yeah, they've got like I think they're, they're, that's their and third war mode, third map now. Yeah, so they're. I think they're trying to make the maps a little smaller, give you the choice to pick the maps, and there's the war mode, like you said. The problem mm. with PUBG is you have to pay for it where Fortnite's free. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell that as being the issue of all issues. Oh, that's, I mean, that's the whole reason it's as popular, but I think the pro, the not the problem, the other benefit is Fortnite is so easy to play. PUBG is tough. It's, yeah, but it's not free either. So you get... I'd say almost 10 times the amount of players that'll play Fortnite because it's free. Well, and it's easier to play. I mean, it's... No, I, I agree with Cal. I agree with God. It's free. Cal's wrong. Again. Well, I'm I don't even know this. if it's the right wrong thing. I'm just saying I think people would be more likely to play Fortnite not caring about the difficulty of play. That They're just seeing, oh, wait, I can play this one for free or I have to pay, you know, 30, 60 bucks for this one. And I should, I'll just play the free one. It it is. It's free, and it's because hey, I got it for free too. So. My my friends are playing it, so I'm gonna play it too. And that's you know, it's just like a virus that spreads, right? Uh, yeah. Speaking of Fortnite, is that what you were doing there, Pitch? Mm-hmm. It's been available on iOS devices for a month, and it's already made a huge impact, according to new data from analytics firm Sensor Tower. I heard it made 25 million so far. First. Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. Pitch, did you you tried it, didn't you? I got in on beta. And? I tried it. I loaded it up. I dressed my character, and I got into the game. Again. Swung the hammer or whatever it is three times, and then I had to leave because I had to get drill. <laughs> and you haven't gone back since. No, uh, I had my daughter tried it, but she says it's 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 easier on the phone. <laughs> she says. Oh, then on the console. Yeah. All right, BioWare will focus on delivering an engaging story, world, and characters in Anthem. Uh, I was hoping so. Please. Yeah. The studio's general manager, Casey Hudson, discussed how BioWare will learn from the mistakes it has made uh, with the last Mass Effect title. Andromeda, in case you didn't know what it was. Uh, Quote, we need to delight players with new experiences and innovation, but we must stay focused on the importance of the world, character, and storytelling elements that players expect from our games. I also heard EA EA released released a statement saying they've learned from their microtransaction fiasco. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. I mean, Did that they? was dominating the uh, the news cycle for what three weeks. Well, that I mean that uh, they absolutely screwed up Star Wars. 
I mean, I don't know how you take a brand that's so popular and just dive bomb it into the ground by locking out famous characters behind microtransaction paywalls. I don't, I don't, I don't care about that. That's they don't. They're, the characters don't do any different, do they? What's the different skin? Different? No, they're different fight styles. I mean, Han Solo oh. plays different than Luke Skywalker. Yeah, oh, okay, Luke plays gotcha. with the sword. Han's just pistol. Yeah. Well, yeah. not just pistol, but is Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader any different? I mean, it's a lightsaber. No, those two aren't different. But I mean, those two aren't. But it, the I guess a good example would be say Overwatch came out and they put Genji and McCree behind paywalls, so you were playing against people that had McCree or Genji, but you didn't have them because you didn't pay the money for them. Yeah, but Overwatch would never do that. <laughs> Exactly. exactly. So. I got you. I got you. Mm. All right, beer thoughts, Calc. What are you drinking? And tell me what you think. You're not uh, drinking the beer of the week. Yeah, I'm drinking a brown Belgian Abbey Ale called the uh, Val Dieu. Right? What an asshole. <laughs> um, no, it's really good. Uh, this is actually the first Belgian I've had in quite a while. Eight uh, percent alcohol. It's pretty smooth. It's it's got a little you know dark. I don't want to say coffee, but malty flavor. Um, but again, it's really smooth. It's really tasty, and I would highly recommend it if you're into the the Abbey Monk style beers from Belgium. Uh, it's the Val Dieu. Okay, and uh, food pairing. Oh my God, for some reason I'm thinking chicken marsala. Okay. I don't know where that came from. Nice. All right, Pidge. What are you drinking, and what are your thoughts? I am drinking the Baracus, I guess the A-Team, brown ale. <laughs> and... <A> pity fool! <sighs> Ivan Drago, right? No, that wasn't his. That wasn't Mr. T in that movie. They no. totally mit- dropped the ball. They had a chance to put some gold flakes in this beer, like the uh, gold <laughs> schlager. <laughs> From all the Look gold for wear. his chain or something? That's right. Yeah. Chain? Yeah. Didn't he wear like 12 of them? Yeah, love of them. You couldn't even see his neck. It was just Dude, all. He had gold like twelve chains. or fourteen uh, like necklaces on. Yeah, man, he was he was better than two chains. Tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a yay for me. I like the brown ale. It's a uh, mine's like a little nutty. I don't get much coffee flavor in it. Okay. Um, but like I said, it's a it it has a nutty taste to it. I love the nut. Any specific nut? Uh, all nut. Walnut. Uh, no, all nuts. Oh, all nuts. Okay. <laughs> no it's it's good it's 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 like a re- to me it's like a refreshing beer it's kind of smooth mm, okay i guess because it's the low alcohol but you're a yay yeah i'm a yay all right myself i'm a yay as well this founders it's really good uh the sumatra mountain brown imperial brown ale brewed with sumatra coffee it's uh it's tasty it's it is a little higher in the alcohol t- no i think this is the first time i, I checked it in and it uh, it didn't show as me having ever had it before, so I think oh. this is the first. Uh, it, it is tasty. It, it's really good. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. It's, if 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 you like yourself coffee and you like yourself a beer, this is the beer for you. So give it a try. All right, uh, let's take a break. Let's get another beer, and we will be back with questions from listeners. Email us at theloadedcouch at gmail.com. Tweet us at theloadedcouch. Download our podcast on iTunes and leave a review. You can find us on Stitcher and SoundCloud as well. Uh, Send us an email, and maybe we'll send you something in return. 
All right, we're back with questions from listeners. Pidge, what are you drinking? I got the Boulevard Brewing Company Manhattan Cask Imperial Stout. It's an Imperial Stout. I think they're from Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, it's bleak in color and 13.6% alcohol. I'm going to look up the description because I had high host work because this beer was kind of expensive. So when you guys get through yours, I'll... When you say kind of expensive, is that like... Are you talking per bottle, per six-pack? It's for the big bottle. Okay, and when you're talking kind of expensive for big bottles at like 13 to 15 bucks? I'm going to say uh, 18. Like, like close to 30, I think. Oh, dang. Oh, my okay. God. Is mm-hmm. it like a limited release, you said? Yes. Okay. Very limited. All right. Cal, how about yourself? What are you drinking? I'm finishing up my, my brown beer. Okay. <laughs> 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 all right sounds good um i'm drinking the family drama from flying dog it's a an imperial pilsner oh nice uh and it's a from frederick maryland brown bottle 8.4 percent alcohol all right so here what it says it says manhattan cask imperial marks out marks our first exploration into still or minimally carbonated ales beginning with a base beer featuring notes of chocolate espresso and fig our brewers allowed this rich Velvety Ale, ample time to rest in oak barrels that have previously held a batch of Jefferson's, the Manhattan Barrel Finished Cocktail. Emerging from the cast with subtle notes of tart cherry, earthy vermouth, and prominent warm and whiskey presence, Manhattan Cask is presented intentionally still to allow this massive beer to envelop your palate for a unique immersive sensory experience. Um... I would say yes, immersive sensory experience. I all I taste is the oak barrels. I don't taste the cherry. I don't taste the fig, the espresso. I don't taste anything. And mm. all it does is just coats my tongue in like a thick, and it's, it's not carbonated too, which is weird. It sounds very promising. It's just, and yeah, it, it's, I know. you said what low carbonation too? Yeah, uh, no bubbles whatsoever. Okay. So, so it's, it's going. Like, yeah, it's like flat. Yeah. All right, well, let me get into this, because I know Kelk's going to uh, smack me if I don't bring it up. I, I should have been bringing it up earlier, but I didn't. Um, for the listeners, thank you guys so much for listening thus far. I, I hope that you guys are enjoying our show, as we always kind of say. Um, moving forward uh, from this point, would you say two weeks, Kelk? At the most. I, I'm gunning for next week, hopefully. Okay, we're going to have our Patreon site up. I guess that'd be two weeks because you guys are getting the uh, the show as a start or on Monday. So yeah, about a week from now, uh, our Patreon site should be up and available. Um, please uh, take a look at that. We're going to have some additional content um, that we're going to be offering to our patrons uh, as in our questions from listeners and our diary of the mouth. We're probably going to out for that to our patrons in a bonus episode uh, released. Uh, what monthly you think? Yeah. So, um, well, no. So I think the tier the tier is if you pay for the one tier, you get the bonus episode, which, like you said, will include the diary of the mouth and the questions from listeners. Uh, is that monthly or is that going to be weekly? It's uh, I think it's a weekly bonus episode. Weekly, okay, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. So we're we're gonna trim that out. So we're basically gonna go to a beer and gaming uh talk show. We're gonna have our TV and movies talk show. And then the only way you're going to really hear the diary of the mouth and the questions from listeners will be part of the uh, the bonus tier. Yeah, from from our patron subscribers. From from Patreon. So, yeah, and Patreon also Patreon. as part of the transition, I would also give the listeners a heads up that um, we're going to move. Uh, there may be a one-week hiatus here as we transition because 
if you're basically a, a paid supporter, you'll get uh, access to the shows uh, either at the Saturday morning tier or at the, the Monday release. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait a full week for it to go free to the world. Right. And um, we're also uh, kind of limiting the amount of shows that we're going to have available for free to listen to. Um, we, at this point, uh, once uh, Patreon kind of launches, uh, we're going to have our last five shows uh, be available uh, for free via SoundCloud and all the other um, listening applications like uh, you know iTunes and such. And then every episode that we've done will be available to uh, the Patreon subscribers um, you know, from 1 up into what we're at 159 today. So, yeah, you get mm-hmm. the idea. Um, so, guys, keep an eye out for that. Uh, thank you again so much for listening and, you know, uh, helping us out, you know, keeping this show going, you know, knowing that you're out there and, um, you know, that you are listening and stuff keeps us doing this. I mean, we love doing it and just kind of talking and BSing and stuff like that. So it's, it, it makes it a little easier on us. But it, definitely knowing that we have listeners out there kind of uh, makes this all worthwhile. So, um, yeah, check it out if you get a chance. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And, um, you know, if you want, uh, send us some invites, some, yeah, some invites to, uh, sorry, yeah, answer your questions. Uh, I... And sorry. sounds like Pigeon back. Yeah. So uh, again, if you uh, if you get a chance, uh, send us some questions. Uh, we can answer those in the bonus episode as we were just discussing, and uh, we'll answer those uh, you know as they come in. All right. So right into our questions from listeners. Then uh, we have at Farmer Hulk Hogan. Nice. That's, that's awesome. I, I pay to see that. Uh, I <laughs> driving around on. Wait. Now what is he? Is he a Case International or a John Deere guy? Oh, he's a John Deere, John Deere guy. Yeah, I don't know. That I don't think so. No, I think he's anti-John Deere. Yeah, I was going to say, he might be Case International because that's a red color. And you know how he is with the Hulkamania yellow and red shirt, man. Got the yellow accents on it. <laughs> he has to bend down already to catch his, catch his sweat. That's <laughs> All right, he's got so the tan on him, too. At Farmer Hulk Hogan. I own a farm riddled with cows, pigs, corn, pumpkins, peaches, strawberries, rhubarb, sticker bushes, and chickens. All year long, we get visitors to purchase an assortment of product, uh, products uh, that we sell. Tractors, wood, crafted toys, lumber, lottery tickets, guns, you know, the usual <laughs> farm stuff. But the most unique <laughs> thing of all is the visitors we get who love to see our chickens. I remember when we had these, quote, special, end quote, visitors who came to see the chickens. But the chickens didn't like him, and now I know why. Because chickens prefer attractive people maybe you know them uh poop from belvedere and uh cogenity have you heard of them or met them uh how do chickens react to you <laughs> oh my god there's a little usual farm stuff lottery tickets <laughs> yeah the lottery tickets both way through me but i'm like uh, yeah, no i was gonna say you left out the uh custom gun racks <laughs> No, they sell guns, not the rack. Yeah. They use the wood to make crafted wood toys. <laughs> no, it's all made out of bone. Yeah, deer antlers. <laughs> yep, exactly. Cow hooves, you know, the usual. <laughs> the norm, yeah, exactly. All Co-genity, right, so, wow. Cogenity, he, yeah. He's been on the show twice now, right? <laughs> <laughs> what was the... um? What was the episode where Pigeon was sending emails to the wrong person? <laughs> that was like hundreds of episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It was literally like 120 episodes ago. 
<laughs> it was. That was pretty bad. I think it was my old tenant, too. My Philly house. That's too yeah. funny. Why the hell am I getting these these emails? That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, Kel, have you ever heard of these guys? Uh, I have. Actually, one's a relative of mine. Wow. Super close relative, right? <laughs> Is that on your mom or your dad's side? We call him Kojak. Co- you don't call him Kojen? Co- not Kojak, Kojak. You know, the bald head. Right. Oh, okay, the Kojak. All right. So he doesn't have, like, shaved on the sides. Like, some stubble coming in. He's just straight. Straight up bald all the shiny, way down to the ears. He's, he, he's all shine, all polish. Okay. All the way down to the ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all the way down to the neck. Exactly. So uh, that's the first one. Have you met or, or have you heard or met of them? Yeah, I've, I've heard them. Met I've heard of them, too. The more and more. I've met I... them, too. Uh, part of this podcast, like, I'm starting to know them personally. Right. And then the other one is, is how do chickens react to you? They now, run the other way when I try to create them. How did uh, farmer Hulk Hogan know that these chickens prefer attractive <laughs> Wait people? a minute. Is there are a scientific you... study that's done that shows this? Wait a minute. Are you referencing Sea of Thieves, you jerk? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're the one that put pigs and chickens in the question, so... <laughs> I did. I'm, I didn't. I didn't write Farmer Hulk Hogan. Well, I was gonna say you're the one that included it in the notes. So, mm. mm-hmm. so how do chickens react to you? Now, again, is this a, a scientific study that shows that chickens prefer attractive yes. people? Yes, they prefer like symmetrical shapes on faces and like objects. <laughs> I didn't think they stopped long enough to check a person out. They're chicken heading everywhere. Just like hell. All right, so how do chickens react to you? I don't care how they react. They're going in the air fryer either way. The air fryer. Oh, you're so cool. He's so uh, air keto. Fryer. You're so keto. You're so keto. <laughs> nice one, Scotch. God, that's going in the deep fryer and into my belly as how soon as it comes out. How do chickens react to you? Pigeon, how do chickens react to you? Um... I don't know. I'm kind of afraid of farm animals. They're all sketchy, especially oh like uh, cows. You are sketchy. from Camden, aren't you? <laughs> Dude, cows are sketchy Scandum. as shit, man. They got big ass teeth like Kelk. <laughs> what? Oh God. They got big ass teeth like Taylor Swift. I ain't going near that shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Cows with some big ass teeth. He does. You see them chompers? You see that one that's like broken? And again, that's that that's Candom speak for teeth. He got the, you, you and your daughter got to feed him up at my in-law's house that one time. Correction, my daughter, not me. <laughs> Jim didn't want to go near him. That's right, Jim didn't want to touch or uh, feed the, uh, the stingrays either, but he did. I did. He my long all hair gave me courage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> Fabio. <laughs> it was like Flabio. Poop from Be- what does poop from Belvedere do? <laughs> for a living or for chickens? For chickens, I wonder. Uh, Joe, can you text your uh, cousin Co and uh... ask him what poop from Belvedere does for chickens? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure uh, poop's face is symmetrical, so chickens love them. Chickens, I I don't go near chickens that often. I just I throw the corn at them, let it hit them. <laughs> Scotchy's a perfect, Calcum, I'm assuming so. he's not uh, symmetrical. Scotchy's <laughs> symmetrical. He's got real tired bag under both eyes. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, I, I forgot to say in the beginning um, that this show is hosted by the gray and wrinkled Scotchhound. 
<laughs> I forgot to say that. Hey, I've been doing something for those bags under my Hi. eyes. <laughs> I got something to rub on my face to make those bags go away. So you went to Sephora for yourself? It's called sleep, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I don't do that. How do you not get sleep? You have a kid who can self-sustain itself. Yep. I play video and games and I wake up early to go to work. You work we, from home. Yep. We don't get that midday nap, man. Dude, I don't get a midday nap. I'm up 24 hours a day with this child. You hear it? I had to go in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> Don't yeah. you lecture me. All right. You probably get more sleep than I do an entire 24-hour cycle. Thank you, at <laughs> Farmer Kennedy. Hulk Hogan, for the question. Who uh, else would you want to see as a farmer besides Hulk Hogan? Uh, that'd be pretty fantastic. He's already got the tan for it. Yeah, I would, I would want... Um, I would want uh, Razor Ramon. How much fake tanning do you think that guy did? Was that like a daily? Not much. <laughs> Hulk Hogan? Who did more, him or uh, Harry Hamlin? I don't know who that is. Yeah, I have no idea who that is either. Oh, is that the guy who did the KFC commercials? The real tan guy with the yeah, little... Yeah, Harry Hamlin. He has a the, mole on his face. The little mole on his face. Yeah, that guy I does I still have tanning. no idea who the hell that is. He's like a human, human beef jerky. Oh, God. He looks like tree bark. Yeah, he's like, like the Groot. he's like Groot. He looks like <laughs> he looks like Groot. Looks like Groot Senior. Holy shit! Yeah, holy all right, shit is right. Well, that's the show. Uh, Jake Pitch. Snake Roberts. Did you have Rick anything you want to say to our uh, listeners? Do I have anything to say? Yeah, Kelk's an asshole. You want to take us as out? usual? And tweet me and email me. And do everything at Pigeon Pegleg. Everything. Yeah, everything. Because he likes nuts. <laughs> Send the dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> no, just testicle pics because he likes nuts, all kinds of nuts. Yeah, all nuts. Hazelnuts, barbecue just sack nuts. pics everywhere. Wasabi. Wasabi. No, no thanks. <laughs> Kel, you were so... Put the peanuts in the air fryer, done. <laughs> Tito those peanuts like no other. I'm a keto that bitch. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Keto beer. Uh, that's the end of the show. Um, as we had kind of said, uh, check us out on Patreon when it finally releases within a week. Um, and if you want, uh, please email us at theloadedcouch at gmail.com. Uh, you can check us out at www.theloadedcouch.com. Uh, you can reach us at The Loaded Couch on Twitter. Pretty much The Loaded Couch everywhere. We have a Facebook page as well, Pidge, right? Yeah, the loaded couch is it, or is it loaded couch? I can't remember. <laughs> it's on both, I think. Yeah, you can search both. both. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you'll find us. Uh, so thanks so much for listening, guys, and we will catch you next week. Later. Calc sucks though.